0: Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian-American native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian-American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at macy's.com or in-store. The best part of spring cleaning is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data, unlimited talk and text, delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone and any Mint Mobile plan and bring your own phone number. Along with your existing contacts, ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. My team here, they're on Mint Mobile and they like it. For a fraction of the cost, Mint Mobile proved to have excellent coverage with no drop calls or unsent texts. Plus, they make it super easy for me to activate my device just by following a few simple steps online. And bam, done. To get this new customer offer and the new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash literally. That's mintmobile.com slash literally. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash literally literally. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You're the most professional guest we've had.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh.
0: You come in, you're like signing the things and like yeah. you're ready to go.
1: I'm ready to go. You get your
0: journalism face on.
1: I know. I also do what you did. Like, I don't want to talk to you now. I'm got to wait to talk to you.
0: We're, we're talking. It's happening right now.
1: Oh, we're happening. We've already started. This, is, this oh, is happening. this is it. This is how you begin.
0: Or You've never, you're still old school.
1: No, I'm not. I'm old school in some ways. Yeah. And then I'm very new school in other ways. Well, I know that. Well.
0: Um, no, we're, we're, so- Maria.
1: <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, okay, let me turn the corner.
0: I turn the corner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Literally uh, with me. Um, does it sound different to you right now? Because I'm sitting in my car doing this because my wife has movers at the house. So don't turn it off if the sound quality is not up to par. And don't turn it off if you can hear my stomach growling, because I'm starving at the moment. Anyway, Maria Shriver is one of my favorite people on the planet. I wish she would run for president. And I'm not kidding. She's not only one of the smartest, brightest, most beautiful, um, most articulate people I know, um, but she comes from a, a fantastic legacy Um, and has raised amazing kids, and um, I adore her. And uh, I hope you enjoy this as much as I do, and I promise I won't do any more of these intros from my car ever again. Maria, what was the first time we met? I'm trying to think of... Do you know when it was? I actually remember the first time I saw you, which is different than the first time we met. Uh. First first time I saw you was um, skating, ice skating in... uh, In uh, Sun Valley, in the little public rink.
1: No, because you came to Sun Valley because you already knew me. That's much later. When was it? Well, that couldn't be the first time you saw me then.
0: That was, I saw you there when Catherine was literally, Arnold was pushing Catherine on a chair Uh across the ice rink as there was an announcement. No chairs on the ice rink. Please return the chairs to the ice rink. We already
1: knew you then. Did you know me then? Yeah.
0: When when's the first time you remember meeting me? I
1: met you at the Harberts.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I
1: met you at the Harberts. That
0: was the the Har the Harberts. But that we
1: didn't the- really kind of. I don't know that we. It was more like we just met, and um, then we had kids um, at the, around the same time, and I became friendly with Cheryl.
0: That's right, and then I remember us ending up in the Bahamas.
1: That's correct. That's right. At the same time,
0: really bonding. It was yeah. I think Cheryl's fortieth birthday. And I, of course, campaigned for your father when I was eight. You did? Yeah. McGovern Shriver. I have the button. Well, then, well, a, for I love a, for the record. Do you have
1: a McGovern Shriver, like, I, bag I, or I sticker? A, I have a, a McGovern Shriver um, button. That's so great. Well, we didn't meet then, though. I no. was campaigning for them, too. I did actually you, came to Ohio.
0: Did you come to Dayton?
1: I probably did come to Dayton.
0: I met. Yeah. But I met, we didn't
1: meet. We could have met then.
0: Can imagine? I'm can eight. Can you imagine? Like,
1: Hi. And I was 16. So that tells you I'm older than you. No. Nonsense. You would have looked at me and got older woman.
0: I would have gone. Older woman. Wow."
1: All past.
0: But no. We've That's kn- a wrap. So we've known each other for, for what? Tw- how many? It's, it's
1: probably. I would say more than 20 years. More than
0: 20 years. More than
1: 20 years.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah, through more than thick, 20 years. thick and thin.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. high and low. I mean. Those are the best relationships. Uh,
0: yeah, and through, yeah. through through life events that if we had said, if somebody had said, hey, here's what's going to happen in the future, you'd have been like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Are you out of your mind? And we've lived through all of it, the good yeah. and bad, in yeah, every way. Yeah,
1: that's why I think this is what comes back to this is a moment and we're going to get through it.
0: You do such a great job of, of sort of leading your family and your, your kids. As Your kids are like my second kids. And, That's right. And vice versa. Yeah. Um, what do you find the difference to, between the way they think and the way we think? I'm not talking specifically so much about your kids. I'm talking about just generationally. Like when I sit with my boys, I am always blown away with their worldview because in, in many ways it's so different. Yeah. Than – than mine. And I don't know if that's a product of just the fact that they're younger or if it is a, a product of they've grown up in a different time.
1: Well I both. think your parents probably felt that about you, right? Yeah, for sure. Right? And so I think we always think that about people who come along and have different experiences. Uh so because they are different, they're having different experiences. And I think the truth is that we're all different every day from the day before. We're all different every year from the day before. And so they have less time to be different. Their worldview is different. They, I was talking this morning, you know, like I grew up in c- having collective moments. I grew up in assassinations. I grew up in the civil rights movement. I grew up in the AIDS epidemic. I have a reference point for what's going on, for what we're experiencing right now. Um, right. They don't have that. So I was yeah, saying- Yeah, they
0: barely have 9-11.
1: They have 9-11. Barely. But that was a, a moment, right? Yeah. And it, this is a moment also, it's being dragged out, but we're not being called to come together. Um, 9-11, we were called to come together. Um, After my uncle's assassination, we came together. Uh, The civil rights movement marches and assassinations, we didn't really. And I think we have the repercussions. I think this is a moment that leaders can call us together.
0: But why don't we have, listen, this is a longer conversation. What, but that's why we do a podcast because we have long conversations. Um, So why don't we have the the kind of leaders, what is, what is bread? I think we're all
1: leaders, I think we're all leaders. All right. I think if you look at.
0: I get. Listen, listen, Ms. Shriver. Yeah. I get you. I get you on that one. I want to know why we don't have the public leaders. What's gone. Listen, this is this is your wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. This is this is right where you live. You know, this has been your whole life around Uh public leaders. Right. Where have they gone? Joe DiMaggio.
1: I think there are public leaders. I think there are public leaders. I look at my brother, the Special Olympics movement, the movement for people who are uh, developmentally disabled. He's leading. He's leading globally. True. He's leading True. with language. He's leading in stature. He's leading in every way possible. I think there are people uh, in all of these different entities who are leading beautifully. Why don't actually. they go
0: why don't they go into And you just have to follow them. Why don't they go into politics? they
1: have their own stages, right? And I think in politics, isn't the only place to lead. I think that that's a false view of the world, that it's the only place. I think we see spiritual leaders. We can see nonprofit leaders. We can see um, gun reform leaders. We can see journalistic leaders. um, We can see family leaders. I think, you know, is there, you know, I think certainly the other moment – I saw Joe Biden stand up and lead in a very calm, reassuring way. I think the wave that you just saw recently, I don't know when this airs, but I think people are like, okay, wait a second. You know, like, I want some calm. I want an adult in the room. And I think really we're in a moment where at this moment, I think it's not about who did what, who brought this here, who didn't do who, what, let's like pull it together, Let's move forward. We can all, I think we can all pick everybody apart. You know, I just tweeted something about being on Delta and asking the flight attendants and somebody said, oh, that's easy for you to do. You flew private. I'm like, read the tweet. Yeah, the like, word Delta Take wasn't <laughs> Take a beat. I think we all want to criticize. We all want to attack. What? We all want to judge.
0: Do you think social media, see, I think we, I think social media has given voice to people that previously- didn't have a voice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're always like, excuse me, shit disturbers, pot stirrers. They've always been around. Right. But now they've got an equal platform, and, and sometimes it makes one feel like there's more divisiveness than than there is. I, I mean, I, I I find, particularly in an election cycle, I find that to be the case. Well, Don't I think you? those
1: of us who believe that we're not as divided as – Social media or maybe uh, the news wants to let us believe need to put that narrative out there. We need to stand up. We need to say every day we're not as divided as some people want you to think. We need, to, we need to put our voices... My brother was saying to me the other day, he said, you know, the thing is... is Bobby, is, which brother? You Timothy. have so many brothers. I, I have so track. many brothers. I literally now can't now.
0: keep track. <laughs> Christmas cards are a nightmare. When you're trying
1: to... <laughs> oh, I do, but uh, that's true. It's Bobby? Really funny. No, Timothy. Timothy he was okay. saying, you know, the thing is, is that moderation doesn't seem to have the same emotion as fear and hate. Of course, right? yeah, of course. So how do we kind of take the emotion... And put it into the people who are sane, who are reasonable, who are calm, who are collected. Well, that'll
0: never happen in the media because the well, emotion look at sells. us.
1: Here we are. No. How about how about compassion cells? How about calm cells? How about let's, we're in this. I want together. you to walk
0: into the networks. I just and say, was on the networks. Hey, I've listen, been on the last 10 days. Compassion cells. You know what we're going to do? A show. We're going to do a show about moderation. They'll be falling all over themselves for that.
1: Are you being facetious? I'm being facetious. I'm not. I'm not because I say that when I'm on the air. I've been on the air every morning for the last ten days, and you're like Maria Shriver. They're going to say yes minute. to
0: you right there because no. yeah, they are. And, well, they're, you and can, then they're going to walk out. You're walk platform. out there. Go. She's out of her mind. That's okay. I don't
1: care. I'm used to that. So <laughs> I think it's really, you can use this platform right to put people up who you know have emotion in their moderation it's not even in their moderation i have tremendous passion towards compassion i have tremendous passion about calm i have tremendous passion about the issues that i'm focused on and i have tremendous passion around you know the issue of compassion towards our neighbors i think that's you know as important as the people who are spewing hate and anger and division i have just as much fervor and just as much um, emotion around that as someone else could have around screaming about so, something because,
0: But you're also one of the most articulate people I've ever met. And you're able to synthesize your, your thoughts in a way that most people aren't around in, in an area that is hard to articulate. I mean, anybody can be angry. It's really easy. Yeah. Anybody can be...
1: But you know what I've learned, Rob? I've learned that the people who are angry and really judgmental and they spew it out, as I say to my kids... Imagine what they're doing to themselves. Yeah, true. And that's something I learned very late in life that people who are doing that out, what they've got going on inside. Oh my God! So I, when someone ever like snaps like that, I'm like, Wow, I'm really sorry that that voice is attacking you first, and it's coming back out here second. But like, you know, I hope you kind of take a deep breath, and like a little bit more compassion to yourself because that's in fact what will heal the world actually.
0: Hold that thought. We'll be right back. If you're thinking about doing some home remodeling, check out Window World. Go to windowworld.com and check out their Windows Inspiration Guide. The guide is a dream book of page after page of beautiful windows. It's not just about how good they look, these beauties earned the Good Housekeeping Seal and Energy Star certification. Go to windowworld.com to schedule your free consultation. Tell them you heard about it here on literally with me, Roblo, Window World, America's exterior remodeler. You know the only thing I ever let interrupt my podcast? My dog. Take a minute now, please. Pet your dog while you learn about bark the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. Every toy is tailored to your pup's size and play style, from squeaky plush toys from BarkBox to ultra-tough, durable ones from Super Chewer. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin, And Sweet Potato, each box is inspired by a new theme and comes with fun surprises for you and your dog. For a limited time, they'll double your first box of goodies for free. I love making my dogs happy. Love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. And my dogs are obsessed with their chewable toys. BarkBox offers treats to keep my dogs healthy and amazing new toys that keep my dogs entertained to get your free upgrade. Go to barkbox.com/rob. Hey listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at com slash credit card. One of the many things I admire about you and love about you is your Your self-curiosity in terms of growth is sort of, you know, insatiable. Were you always someone who was on a path to learn more about themselves or like, because when I was young, I I didn't give one shit about learning about anything about myself. I just like was out there in the world and eventually the world beats you up and you learn some lessons. Then you look inward and you go, I better figure it out. Did you did you have that, or, or were yeah. you always well, as you are? Well,
1: the world I've had moments where, like, getting the you know white beaten out of you, and then <laughs> you have to like dig a little deeper, for right? Sure. Yeah. And um, but I've always been incredibly curious, which is why journalism was yeah. so great for me, and and I've always been curious um, about the world, about. I uh, always felt that I saw things perhaps that other people didn't see. Yep. Um, so when I would say, do you see this or do you see that? People would go, no, what are you talking about? I was like, hmm. And so I, I've i always led with my curiosity about other people, about myself. I've always wondered, like, being in a large family, a large political public family, where did I fit? Um, I felt different in many ways. So how do I use that? Difference? How did you? How
0: where did you? Where did you feel like you fit growing well, up in your family? I felt
1: like I was the only girl. Wow. So I had all brothers. I had a very tough mother. Um,
0: I know your I, I i i my favorite story of your mother's is so so Eunice was how old do you think was was Eunice the day that she asked me to to put her on the back of a bicycle built for two. And go on a race.
1: Probably eighty, late seventies or eighty. I think she was eighty something. Eighty something, yeah.
0: Yeah. So you know, it was a a, a race for your your brothers best for best
1: buddies. My brother Anthony.
0: For Anthony, see, yeah. An- Anthony. So many Shriver's.
1: And they all all these boys. Anthony runs Best Buddies. Timmy runs Special Olympics, and also Castle, which is the largest movement for social emotional learning in our public schools. Amazing. Mark runs Save the Children, which is doing extraordinary work, and. Bob Bobby started uh, Red mm-hmm. with Bono and One, uh, which has done such incredible work with the AIDS epidemic globally, um, which I often think of that epidemic when we're in this epidemic.
0: Me and my brothers started a flag football league.
1: Yeah, you play really good, yeah, it was, really it was,
0: well. It's changed the world. Yeah. Um, so, so your wonderful mother, mm-hmm. who is not a physically big woman.
1: No. She, she very occupied thin.
0: A, very thin. Yeah. Occupied a lot of space with her energy. Yes, but her body tiny, teeny, tiny. Yes, and she's like, uh, I can't do a Eunice Shriver impersonation. No, I you wish can't. I could. If but I she, if I could, would you would you would like it if I did? Anyway, but you can't. All right, I won't. Um, and <laughs> she, but she insists. Oh,
1: you're an actor, actually. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. love the way that Maria looked like she just discovered I that. I did. I that re- was just amazing. remembered
1: it. I just remembered it. <laughs> I just
0: remembered it. it. I don't
1: think of you. Uh,
0: but don't worry, you're not alone.
1: I know, but I don't. I think of you. You know, I I always tell people that I I think of you as being super smart. Thank you. Super well read super opinionated on so many different fronts, super wise. And so I, when I think of you, I don't think of you first and foremost as an actor. I think of you first and foremost as a human being. Oh, thank you. Um, then I think of you as a dad and as a husband, as an um, advocate for sobriety in the world, right. as an advocate for honesty in the world. I think of you um, as someone who tries a lot of different things, puts themselves out there uh, in spaces that you make up, actually. I think of you as a writer, and I think of you as an actor. But I don't, and I also don't like to lead with anybody with their profession. Right. I like to know who they are before I know what they do.
0: You're great about, and thank you for that. You're, one of the things I also love, it was great is the way when, you know, navigating kids... And you would always sit your kids' friends down. Yeah. Well, Unlike any parent I ever saw. I thought it was awesome. And and you would just make them look you in the eye and talk about who they were. Yeah. And I think we're very much alike in that way. Yeah. That, I mean, I know everything that that group of kids yeah. is doing today. I, I literally our, know our it. Our
1: kids are uh, all friends and they have a kind of a larger group of friends, all of whom have uh, their own identities and then they have a collective identity. Mm-hmm. They have their own fears and um, their own challenges. And I think to me that's what's always interesting about a person is their fears, their challenges, um, their view of themselves, their lack of their view of themselves, um, I'm always super interested. Actually, you have a
0: great every night, every Sunday. Yeah, family dinner.
1: Family dinner. The, 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 the your boys come all the time. My boys actually.
0: It's. I got to tell you, there is a. I you have a little. You don't come.
1: You don't come, or your wife. But your boys I live do. in a different city. I know, but
0: but when I do come, I love it. But my boys are there all the time. I'm like, wait, it's family dinner, but that's they're not with my family. They're they're with you.
1: Yeah. There with me, yeah. And they're really great because they always text ahead and say, We're coming, just wanted to make sure you knew, which is great because most of the time I don't know. And I'm just pulling in chairs and all that sort of stuff. But I think that that, that started with this kind of collective idea that people want to sit around a table. For people sure. Wanna be invited in. They want, it comes back to tradition, they want a tradition even if they can complain that I have too much food or not the right food. Or uh, I have one kid that says, you invite people to this table, you don't even know that well. And I go, that's the point. Um, Mm. And I I have to thank my parents for that because they invited people from all walks of life uh, to our larger table. So you would come to our house and there'd be, you know, a member of the cabinet sitting next to a Special Olympics athlete, sitting next to an astronaut, sitting next to a... Religious leader sitting next to a civil rights leader. That's how I grew up, and so I've tried to kind of emulate that a little bit at my own table. I've tried to have a lot of young people at the table, but people that they could learn from, people who had different points of view. And um, but I learned that from my parents.
0: I've had more good conversations, more great conversations at at that table, probably than probably than anywhere else, and great Mexican.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rob always complains that he has only one kind of food in my house. So o- when you come over, I only want to serve Mexican. So your storyline works.
0: I know. We need to yeah. keep that going. Yeah. Although, as, as yeah. you know, it's not true. It's okay, like but, I'm, I'm but very it's happy.
1: storyline. With- so I try to make it true for you.
0: Uh, listen, I never let the facts get in the way of my yeah. story.
1: <laughs> Ever. We have to change that. We need the facts now. No, no, fa- no. We need we, facts. No, we just. You're, you're doing a podcast. It needs to be based in facts. Does it? Does it though? Well, it's it's yours, so you get to do what I don't even you know want. what it is.
0: I mean, I'm just finding my way through it. No, but I've had so much. I've, but you must
1: have an intention with this podcast.
0: I do. What is it? I do. I have an. And see, oh, here we go. See, I'm so happy for you listening because now you're you're all getting a little bit of a sense of what it. Means to be really close friends with Maria because <laughs> she's turning the beams on me right now. <laughs> Those big blue eyes are like, <laughs> like, like, lasering at me, and she's asking me my intention. And now I'm getting a little bit of flop sweat because you want to be, you know, you want to be right or at least have a good articulate answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't. No, I do, do. I do. I have one. What is it? My, you know, what, it's it's for people to be able to take an hour. Uh, 48 minutes, whatever the hell they these conversations are, mm-hmm. and kind of just take a deep breath and have some fun and levity and thoughtfulness and escape for for, for, for that moment. And it'll take different – it'll be different flavors. Each episode's a different flavor. Right. Um, but overall, it, hopefully, it's – I have people in your, your chair like you who – Either people have never heard of and are like, "Holy crap, that was great! I didn't know anything about that." Or it's people they know really, really well, and they're seeing a side of them that they've never seen before.
1: What side of me do you want people to see that they haven't seen before?
0: Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> I mean, I have so many. There's part of it we're getting that Maria Shriver laugh. You're always. I mean, you're, look, you're 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 um, a substantive woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say serious because that's that. That isn't really right because you're fun and you're, you like to have fun and you're vivacious,
1: <laughs> but look at you. Look at you. I, I was yeah, saying, damn People it. always are like shocked that I um, laugh. Laugh. Yeah. I don't know why that is. People like, are like, oh my God, I and didn't it, realize that you were funny or you like to have fun. And I'm like, wow. And you have to do a better job of that.
0: And you're a great audience. Like you love, <laughs> I love watching you watch people tell stories and entertain because you're so excited. Yeah, like when your kids are talking, or somebody's telling a story, you're just you're like you you look like you're like 16 at like a Beatles concert. You're like yay! It's it's re- it, it's really really fun. You you're a very good skier, mm-hmm. really good skier. Thank you. Although you're like one or two runs and then you kind of that's right. Not true. No. Is that not
1: true? No, that's not true. Really? But it's I'm not a eight thirty to four thirty skier like I used to be when I was younger. Now I'm like. You know, 9.30, 10, 130, done. lunch, done.
0: You like to travel. I, like I love that. I like to travel,
1: yeah. I like to travel. I love adventures. I love all kinds of adventures, big and small. I, um, I'm an extrovert and an introvert. But we relate. Uh, yeah. I, I can really relate be, to you on that. Um, you know, with lots of people. And I also like, I've come, which is really fascinating to me. I've come to really enjoy my own company mm. and my aloneness. Because
0: my guess is you've never, through your life, you've not had a ton of that.
1: How about none? How about none? How about none? Right. And that's a big, I was saying um, to my brother <laughs> again the other day, like, wow, there's this big whole storyline that nobody tells you that your own company is great and um, that you can enjoy yourself and that being alone has this negative connotation Mm. and yet being alone can be so beautiful and fulfilling. And I feel, you know, when I, somebody says like, you know, usually I'll go, people go, Oh, you're all alone. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, don't feel sorry for me. I'm really kind of, I feel in the greatest moment in my life in a way, I feel like I have four healthy, good children, uh, that I raised along with their dad, I feel like I get along with each of them, and I know them as a unit and also individually. I have four great brothers. I have friends like you guys that I can call in the middle of the night. My work brings me meaning and purpose. So if I walk into a room alone, don't feel bad that I'm alone. You know, come over and talk to me about what my life is like. Not like, mm.
0: yeah. Did you? Cause- Because I I love being alone. I've always loved, not love being alone, but I've always gone to restaurants alone. No, that I don't do. Perfectly happy. No,
1: perfectly happy to do it. I go to my Starbucks alone, but I don't go and sit down and eat in a restaurant alone. Why not? I don't know. That's one of those things, you know, somebody asked me the other day, what scares you? And I think maybe like going into a nice restaurant for dinner by myself would probably be a real growth move for me you okay
0: we're gonna yeah. I'm I'm gonna hold I, you to I that no it's I so do, great it is yes mostly it's lunch I have to say okay
1: lunch I can do you can do lunch yeah. alone I can do coffee alone in the morning I can go in and grab a salad and sit down but you probably have your phone
0: yes but before phones I would have something to read but okay. yes yeah so I'm, I mean I'm not yes I'm reading yeah. the paper I'm reading a book for sure
1: yeah but I think it's great. I think it's great to, you know, I think those, I think more people talk about the benefits of spending time, monastic time, time mm-hmm. alone, time in retreats, um, that, that I think it demystifies that a little didn't bit Didn't you do people. a retreat where you didn't yeah, have do, to talk? Yeah, I do. No, you I didn't do talk? that. I didn't do a silent retreat, although several of my brothers have done that, but I have not done that.
0: I could. I don't. I don't
1: know if I could do that. I once, I've been invited to do that. I once
0: did. A, I was playing a character that that couldn't speak and, and couldn't hear in um, Stephen King's The Stand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I I didn't speak for a, a day, but it was on a set, so that was a really hard part. You know, yeah. having to communicate with people and not speak, and that was it was a nightmare. It was a lot different than.
1: But you probably learned something inhabiting the shoes of someone else's I, life. I did very much so. That's the great thing about being an actor. You get to inhabit other kinds of lives and other professions and other experiences.
0: And you to yeah, you to learn. Like I like to say, my knowledge it truly is a mile wide, but an inch deep. Like I can fake. That's not true. Oh, it is true. No, it's not. Oh, for sure, it is. no, I can- it's not.
1: Your your sports knowledge is more than an inch deep. Is it? Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah, it
1: is. You shouldn't always express it on Twitter, but you have uh, a what? lot of sports knowledge. You have a lot of knowledge about sobriety. You have a lot of I, knowledge about addiction. That's you have a true. lot of knowledge about acting. You have a no- lot of knowledge about Hollywood. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing that one-man show or you wouldn't have written that book. That's true, I yeah, guess. You guess. No, but that's okay. But
0: that's about the subject that I love the most. Me. <laughs> me. And more me. Books about me. Shows about Me. Podcasts about me and, and my guests, maybe.
1: Omg, I'm not even going to help you here. No, you're
0: not. You're not going to. No,
1: go. I'm just going to. It's all. I am going to repeat it when I get home. You can't believe what Rob said. Well, he, he said, said on his, his podcast. Favorite subject he, is him, and everybody's like, "Duh."
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's I'm not like, going to come as a shock to anybody.
1: Yeah, duh.
0: Hello, do you know me? I know. You know. You but know. You can me?
1: work on that now.
0: Uh, what should I work on? What else should I work on?
1: It being less about you.
0: That ship has sailed.
1: No. No, you're changing every day. You have the chance to become, you know, different every day, all the time. So, like, you could say, like, okay, now for the next year, you can, like, say, like, I'm going to make it about somebody other than myself. What does that look like?
0: Yeah, and it doesn't count if it's your kids, right? Yeah,
1: no. It could be Cheryl.
0: It could be Cheryl.
1: could be Cheryl.
0: My lovely wife. Um, I have another question for you, and it is this. Okay. Did you
1: prepare questions for me? Um, no. No.
0: I don't I, I feel like I don't when I talk to people I like to have it be free flowing and Got it. you know what I mean? Um wh- now that the, this is what I'm going through in my house with my kids the stages of having kids, right? Mm-hmm. The job hunt stage, like the, yeah. it, the it's the it's the stage immediately after empty nest where they're out mm-hmm. and they're like na- navigating getting jobs and they like, how how has that been for, for you. I know you still have Christopher's right about to graduate.
1: I find that there's all of these different phases to parenting, right? There's the emptiness is when they go to college, right? And that's a right. transition more for the parent than the kid. Right. I think that the transition is big for kids when they get out of college, right? Because it's uh, that period where everything's kind of been organized for you all the way through. Yes,
0: I know? made a little movie about it. It was called St. Elmo's Fire, but that's about me. That was a long time ago. And
1: oh, how about,
0: wow, Maria Shriver with the shade.
1: <laughs> but we can, that's the good news is we can watch it again.
0: That's right. Yeah. But it is that, it's that moment where post-college, people don't
1: Yeah, think I think that. people, you know, post-college I found uh, has been scary for each of my kids and mm. has been bumpy yeah. uh, for each of my kids because I think, uh, who do you i think Who and it who, be, which
0: of your beautiful kids do you think navigated it the best?
1: I would never it? answer that. Uh no not even that that's fairly innocuous no because i think they each navigated it in their own way and i think their 20s are about navigating everything right in their own way and i think it's more for the parent to kind of be there but be back step in when needed step back and let kids find their way. Is it way. hard for you?
0: It's hard for me to it's step It's hard back. for me.
1: My parents like stepped all the way out. They didn't. No. Oh yeah. They didn't really? do anything. Uh, at least in my situation. But I also was like, I want to do it Wait, my they weren't, own way. They weren't
0: like, like no. paving, not paving the road, but they weren't
1: like. They had done that throughout my life with their, who they were and the way they lived their lives. But I wanted to do something different than what they were doing. So I wanted to go into journalism, which was, not their space or place. So, and it was really important to me that I navigate my own way because I wanted to kind of, as best you could say it, is earn my way, right? I wanted to go into this profession uh, that I had deemed right for me, uh, away from politics, away from Washington, and kind of find my own way and work my way up. So there wasn't, they're not going to help me get a sound job in Baltimore. Right. You know, that's not where they're. um, And I'm really glad actually that they didn't because I feel like, and I try to say this to my kids, you know, it's better for you to find your way and do this yourself. um, Because if your dad and I did a good job, we've, we've hopefully taught you some grit. We've taught you a work ethic. We've, Paved a way in How many do you teach ways. a work
0: ethic? Because I think you exact, industry, you, you, you
1: model it. You model it. You model it. it. You yeah. model it. And you model. My parents uh, every single day. They got up. They went to church. And they went to work. Every day. Every day. They got up. They went to church. They went to work. They both had briefcases. And they were out the door. And they worked. And they worked to the day they died. Both of them. And they worked. And they. And they were interested in people who work. And they, um, that was their life, and that's what they respected. So just by osmosis, mm-hmm. I got the point. I, I knew that these were two people who weren't going to be down if I sat on the couch. They weren't going to be okay if I didn't get up, make a difference, find a cause, go to work, make my own way.
0: That's awesome. And
1: and I knew that. I, I, I knew it. You Do know? you think people
0: are also the born with a work ethic? or? I, I,
1: I think people, you know, look, at the vast majority of people have to work, have to, you know, make money, have to pay the rent, have to pay their bills. And so I think um, I, I have to say I don't understand people without a work ethic. I don't either. Yeah. And I really don't find it attractive. I, 100%. Yeah. As my mother would always say, I don't find that attractive.
0: That was her thing. That was her shade. <laughs>
1: that was her shade. That She's was like, it. I don't find that attractive at all. And my like, senses. Oh, okay.
0: She probably had other ones.
1: Oh yeah, she no. She, she would always say to me, "I don't want to hear one yip out of you." Oh, I love it. And one uh, yip. I don't want to hear one yip out of you, ever.
0: I don't. Wa-
1: I don't want to hear one yip out I, of you lo- about anything ever.
0: About anything ever.
1: Anything ever.
0: Wait, but that was part of the phraseology. That don't was wa- her
1: thing. I don't want to hear one yip out of you about anything ever. Now just do your work and get going. And the ever like, part but is I, the throwdown. But I, mummy, I have a. I don't want to hear a yip out of you. Ever. And she, you know, my mother was I extreme. You know, she'd put in our breakfast, like in our dining room, she'd put up pictures, and she'd tape them to the wall of children and be starving, so that when we had dinner, we were looking up. At these pictures. With the flies in the eyes, even? Those pictures because and then she'd put in the middle of the table a piggy bank and say, We're not eating tonight so we can send money to Biafra. We're not eating tonight. So and so her thing was, you know, like, I don't want to hear one yip out of you. Look up on the wall. I don't want to hear one yip out of you. Look at what's going on, you know, five miles from you. I don't want to hear one yip out of you. And um and my parents were really also, you know, they sent me to live in Africa for two summers by myself. They sent me to do a lot of things that I think most responsible parents would be stunned at today, but so that I wouldn't they wouldn't hear a yip out of me later.
0: Well, that's- just talking about your dad made me think of, do, do you have a vivid memory of when he was asked to, to run for vice president? Yeah,
1: I was in Senegal, actually, uh, in Africa. Uh, so that nobody
0: could hear any yips. So
1: nobody could hear any yips. No yips, yips coming no from yips. Senegal. I and, that. So, and I remember the uh, embassy there came to tell me that that's what had happened and that, that they felt that I should leave. And so I, I left, actually, and came back. And then they had a kind of a little mini convention And um, that's when I really discovered journalism. And uh, because I ended up on the campaign plane, and I ended up sitting in the back, I was sixteen. Oh my god! And uh, I ended up sitting in the back with the journalists. And I and it was there that I discovered. Wait a second. First of all, these people in the back are having more fun.
0: They're laughing.
1: The people in the front are like super serious, and the people in the back are controlling what the people in the front say in a way. They're controlling what the vast majority of people think about the people in the front. So I'm like, I'm going with the people in the back. And it was then and there that I decided I wanted to be in the back of the plane, the back of the bus, not in the front.
0: I never knew that.
1: Yeah. That's That's how I came up with my journalism thing. And there was only one woman in the back of the plane, which was Cassie Mackin, and she was a journalist. And I was used to being around all men. I was used to. It was
0: still that, very much a boys' club.
1: It was a boys' club, Ben. It was a boys' club in the back of the plane, but I grew up in a boys' club, so I fit in. Know, you're- I fit in. I got it. I understood it. And so, even when I went to work in Philadelphia, the local station was a boys' club. I was like, I, I, I get this. I have all. I had a lot of male cousins. I had all brothers.
0: We have a lot of people that listen to the podcast who are, who are women, young women, women of all ages. What, what what's the I know it's hard to distill it down to one thing, but what are the, the your big takeaways from making it in a boys club?
1: Well, I think kind of making it in the world yeah. is a bigger thing. And I think, you know, what I try to see, you got to be, you got to have a strong work ethic. You have to have grit. You have to have determination. You have to have a vision that's larger than yourself. You have to know that what you need is actually inside of you and you have to keep getting up. You just have to keep getting up. You have to keep getting up. And I think um, that's something I learned from, I watched my parents keep getting up and I watched them both have uh, missions that were way larger than themselves. Uh, Their mission was never like to get a fancy car, to, you know, I never heard about that part of like, I wanna make a lot of money, I wanna do this, I wanna do this. You know, their mission was change the world, change the world, change the world. Uh what are we gonna do? What are you doing? How are you doing it? And my parents asked it of people who were eight, nine, ten, eleven.
0: Yeah, that was that's gotta be that's gotta be a rough visit to the Shrivers when you're eight. Oh, yeah. You just wanna play Legos and you yeah, got Sergeant no. Shriver up your
1: grill. My mother had people on, like, volunteering in her camp who are nine and ten. At 11. And my friends used to always say, I don't want to come over to your house because it was like, you know, like I was signed up for Special Olympics and I was like, you know, it, it was just, but I think, you know, I kind Daddy, of. Daddy, I, I just was at the Shrivers and I decided I want to go to Senegal. Yeah. I had a oh, friend who went with me to Tunisia, and she left in forty-eight hours. She's like, "I'm what? out," and um, but wow. it was, and she's like, "I think your mother never forgave me for that." I'm like, "Yeah, you're probably right," uh, but uh, you know, my mother really liked um, people who were tough. She really liked that. Her brothers were tough. Her dad was tough. Her mother was tough in her own way, um, strong. You know, perseverance. So she was into people who were, who didn't have a yip come out of them. She was. How have you not
0: used that as a title for a book yet?
1: I don't want to hear a yip out of you. Yes.
0: It's so good.
1: Is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's so good. Yeah.
1: It's, you know. Probably and in, in, in
0: other words for my mo- like it's it, here's what you do here okay I'll be your publisher for a minute we're gonna do you do that book and it's a it's a mother's it's a mother's mother's daughter's Mother's Day book but that's the
1: title I don't want to hear a yip but well people would think that's like abusive probably but that's the fun of it yeah it's the fun of it yeah I don't I have never said that I don't think to my children I don't want to hear a yip out of you
0: ever I thought the, it don't forget I've the ever part it.
1: I've thought it I'm sure. <laughs> But, um, What, did
0: your dad ever have any phrases that were...
1: Not like that, because he also knew there shouldn't be a yip out of him either.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. blaze your own trail with Harry's get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harries.com slash rob that's com slash rob for a $3 trial set this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. if you've been listening to literally long enough you'll know that i am a big believer in getting the help you need therapy has been a big 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 part of my life and something i think we should be all doing as needed Just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/rob Lowe today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash rob Lowe. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I, when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state-of-the-art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to 60 in 3.4 seconds. It is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via Kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. When you brought Arnold
1: home... Yeah. That was like... That must
0: have gone over well.
1: That was... Everybody thought it was like, kind of like, that's just kind of a joke, right? That's just kind of like just for the weekend or that's just for like right now or you're just having a phase. And um, so I think, you know, because obviously he was so different from, you know, what my family had experienced and what they knew. And it was a real different, there were two different worlds going on. Do they even
0: know what to make of him?
1: No, but I'm sure Arnold <laughs> liked that. He does, you know. He probably liked people not knowing what to make of him. And but uh, I think, you know, eventually my parents came to really love him, and uh, and they didn't hear a yip out of him. And you know what they heard out of him was, "This is my vision. These are my dreams. This is what I want to do." And as I said, my parents weren't interested in people's complaints or... That's for sure. But I think they would have kept with the feeling like that we started talking about, there are so many good people out there. There's so many people doing incredible things. That's who they surrounded themselves with. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mother brought Mother Teresa to the United States and honored her with an award. She brought her her first visit. My parents took us to hang out with Dorothy Day and work in soup kitchens. Uh, Daniel Berrigan, the Berrigan brothers, they were at our table. They were interested in those kinds of people. Right. So somebody who would be, oh, you know, complaining or yipping wouldn't be at the table. And if they wanted to, they would get pretty clearly that they shouldn't like yip. (laughs) Now we're going to be yipping. (laughs) Now we're going to be, this is going to be a thing. No, it is. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I don't want to, I'm going to use it tonight. It's no, this is
0: so good. I don't know where I'm going to use it, but I know I'm going to. Now, listen, this.
1: When I told it to my therapist, he was like, I'm so Sorry. I know. The, I don't really want to get out of like, you ever. was is that bad? Was that bad? He goes, oh, my God, yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Actually, that was actually good for me to hear. Actually, that's, you know, that it's okay to have needs. And I discovered that in my late 50s. Isn't
0: it amazing when you go to th- therapy, as we all have, and I'm a big or ther- should. should. I? Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's a great thing. And you tell them something about your childhood or something that you grew up with as the only thing you've ever known. Yeah. And they go, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. Oh, so it was,
1: <laughs> it was, ba- it, that's bad. It was
0: not good that my dad would pull over in the middle of a cornfield and say, get out of the car and drive away. That's that, like, that's not, that, that's, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, if I was crying, yeah. sorry, dad, if you're listening, that's the way it goes. Payback's a bitch. Kidding. Kidding. Um, I think we should all ask our parents, this kinds of things says when I do, and it's not easy the, the answers are mind blowing. Like, I just yeah. once in passing, he's a huge, he's 80 now, but he's always yeah. been a huge tennis player, his whole high school, college, all of it. And I said, What did your parents think of your tennis career? And they said, Oh, they never saw me play. I said, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So, no, they never, they never came to a game he played ever.
1: Yeah. So, th- let that sink in a minute, you know? And that's kind of, I think the norm for that generation, you know, and, but think about that, you know, and, and put that in juxtaposition to how you went to your kids' things. Every game. So you have to, you have to understand the difference that that makes in a person's life experience, in a person's sense of themselves, in a person, you know, how they feel about themselves and then therefore how they parent.
0: 100%.
1: Right? You know, you have it brings I think you have to have some empathy uh, Mm -hmm. when you realize like I think so often about how my mother grew up in a family of all boys when they never thought women could become anything. And here was my mother who was so smart and um, who could have been anything and was never acknowledged as such in her family and her grit and her determination and her fire and her rage just (laughs) propelled her. But she never got, like, what her brothers got from her parents, right? And so, like, so when she was tough on me, now I can look at that and say, like, wow, because she was tough on herself and her parents were tough on her. And so when I think, like, wow, she didn't put a blanket over me or bring me hot tea. Well, nobody did that to her. So how could she have done that to me? And... You know, I remember like when I said to my mother, like, I'm going to touch you, you know, she's like, don't touch me. She's in her 80s. I'm like, no, I'm going to you're now, you know, in the bed and I'm in charge. So I'm going to touch you and I'm going to tell you that I love you and I'm going to mother you in a way that you were never mothered because I know how hard that must have been and is. And I want you to have that experience so it's okay. And I start, you know, with her fingers and I worked my hand up. But, you know, and how did people, she? Ta- how
0: And how was it for her? How?
1: She just stayed still. She was in her bed and she was older. But imagine going through your whole life, not having a... Nobody, like, you couldn't have a yip out of you about anything, right? Nobody's, like, wrapping her in a blanket. Nobody's nurturing her. Nobody's even saying to her, I see you. And I see what you want to do, and I'm going to help you or show up for you. So what's needed for that? You know, the walls that have to come up. The, and you're a woman, mm, yeah. and in a man's world, and in a man's family. And so I have incredible empathy for her and what she went through. And also my own kind of curiosity about myself is like, I see that. I want to be different from that. I want to honor that. But I want to put a blanket on my kids. I want to bring the tea to and my do. kids. And, and, but I want to break that cycle. And I think we're all here to break some cycle of sorts, right? For sure. But uh, And that means kind of also thinking about, like, what was that like for your dad that nobody came? What was that like? Because that's still in him.
0: 100%. Yeah. I find that there's there's nothing that gives you better insight to your parents than being a parent of your own and you look at your 12-year-old or whatever age they are at the, the time and and you remember yourself at that time and what then the decisions your parents made for yeah. and about you yeah and you you look at everything through that prism and it is mind-blowing
1: yeah mind-blowing it is and you have to think about you know the generation that people grew up in
0: yes um
1: what it was like for that specific gender at that time. And um, I I try to say to my daughters, particularly all the time, you know, when we were watching the debates with the women candidates, I'm like, I just want you to pause this. I want you to understand this is like mind blowing. This is my, you're looking at this and maybe it's not like, like for me, this is mind blowing. Really? Yeah. It's mind blowing. And if your grandmother could be here, she would be, blown away. So change happens quickly. We may not realize it when we're kind of in it, but, you know, people fought. My mother in her own way fought to make it possible that a Hillary Clinton or Elizabeth Warren or Amy Klobuchar, because women who did well made it possible for other women to do well. And certainly when I started in journalism and I look at women today who get five months maternity leave and I got two weeks, I say to myself, you know like it's important that I did that well so that other women could come behind me and get five months. I do you know what I mean? We're no, all absolutely. paving 100%. the way in some way, and I think if we see it that way, that we're all here to pave the way so that someone else can be on that debate stage, someone else can, you know, do whatever it is they're doing, it makes your life more than about you. You know, because like, really, why are you here?
0: I don't know why I'm here.
1: But you're not here just to be about you.
0: Well, uh, if, if I have a reason, it's that. What? To make it more about me.
1: No. You're here to maybe break the cycle in your own family. You're here to father in a different way. You're, you know, I'm so, I also say to my kids, I'm so excited about what I see happening with men that the, the men of like my our son's generation so are going to be completely different partners yeah it's uh, true fathers
0: I'm optimistic about it. I have two boys I'm as optimistic you know, and you, too and you've got you know three two boys two boys yeah you
1: know. I have two boys and I have two girls but I say all the time to both of them how how your future is is going to depend on all these genders how you treat people who identify uh, you know as Non-gender, you're going to, how it's going to, how you're going to be, you know, to my daughters, how you're going to treat the men in your life. Yeah. Right? Men, how are you going to treat the women in your life? And I always say to my boys, you know, like I was saying the other day, when I walk out the door and they don't hold the door for me, I just stand there and wait. Oh, that's and, the other thing. That's the other yeah. great
0: thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you, that when you were a little girl, you, you had to, when your parents came into the room, you had to stand up.
1: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah.
0: How great Not is that? As a
1: little girl, all the way till they died, girl.
0: So you're watching TV, you're watching The Bachelor.
1: Oh, I make, the your boy, I make your boys stand up when I walk in the room. I, For boy. sure. And they do, by the way. And they do. My
0: boys stand up when, I walk stand up when you walk in the room. Every time. Oh, I'm a horrible parent.
1: And by the way, all my boys' friends stand up when I walk in the room. All of them, because if they don't, I go like this. <clears throat> Harrison, now I go up, and everybody gets up. I mean, it's funny.
0: Ha- I, it makes me feel I'm so inadequate. I'm so inadequate as a bit. It's they, they, you, it's really true, and I mean this. I'm, am I'm, I'm half joking, and, and but it's like you occupy a very specific like place in my boys hearts. I mean, oh. it's like they, they <laughs> like, no, like you are, you are it.
1: I t- tweeted or not tweeted. I commented on your son's Instagram yesterday. Cause he was like showing some picture. I'm like, come on, get out. We need help down in Los Angeles in the world. The world's falling apart. You can't be up there on the beach showing these images.
0: <laughs> yeah. He'll they, they, do it.
1: What? He'll I, do he's it. He's still up there, though. I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So I have one last thing to stop to, before we go. Okay. This is, so I have. You remember the the Proust questionnaire in Vanity Fair at the last yes, page? Uh,
1: yes. Yes. So you do have questions, but you ask them to everyone.
0: I I do this. I do this at the end. It's it,
1: rapid fire. I
0: call I call it the lowdown because it's the hackiest oh, phrase ever. That's so cute. But, see, but it's not cute. Hey, I've grown up with that hacky, low hanging oh, yeah. fruit, lazy. The headline: low fruit, The low fruit. Yeah, I mean, how many like the low down? It's like, really, we up all night trying okay. to think of that. Did headline? you come
1: up with this? I, I I've. Or well, your producers?
0: No, I came up with. I want to take back because you know words words can only hurt you if you don't take them back. And the, I'm not letting the 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 low down hurt me anymore. I'm take I'm taking ownership of that word now.
1: Oh, how did it hurt you?
0: Because it's hacky. What? It's hacky. It's stupid.
1: Okay. It's making go. fun
0: of my name, and it's not funny.
1: Okay, go. She's not I don't having want to hear one yip By the way, out I'm getting yip. the I'm
0: getting the like I'm not having a Maria Shriver look right now. It's <laughs> brutal. Um, Kobe or MJ?
1: Well, Kobe probably right now. Right. Although I interviewed both of them, and I thought MJ was incredible at Kobe's celebration. Amazing. Of life. Yeah, beautiful. I was so I was so uh honored to be at that. I was so uh, I went with Christopher and uh which is my youngest son and i think it's really good for him to see a man like that cry mm. about his relationship with another man and i um I, and i think um for me also kobe's effect on the culture certainly as a woman in terms of being a girl dad is huge mm. and in terms of being a professional male athlete who's interested in validating women athletes—no one like him. So that's why I would go like I, that.
0: I can't. I can I cannot argue with that.
1: See, I did you wonder like what I know who MJ was?
0: Well, I figured if I led with Kobe, you would you would put oh, it together. Okay. Had I just say, "What do you feel about MJ?" Could be Michael Jackson. Could be Michael Jackson? You don't know MJ, but you—you're—you're—you're—you're you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're smart woman. Okay. You figured it out.
1: Yeah. That's what I like and about you. MJ does all the clothes at Michigan.
0: Oh, there's yes. another MJ that I there's, didn't know about.
1: That's an MJ thing. Maybe you didn't know about that.
0: Rolling Stones or the Beatles? That's just an easy one.
1: Um, probably the Beatles. Me too. I always had a crush on Paul McCartney, but- Did I've you ever got meet him? It. What? Yeah, I have met him a and? couple of times. Yeah, great. Do you, do you I,
0: live up to the billing?
1: Yeah. And I think great dad. Yeah. Great dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, great husband. Once again- Bigger than the Beatles, but I love that he's kind of kept going. I love really everything about Paul McCartney.
0: Oh, here's a good one.
1: Your phone's ringing.
0: Yeah, it's my it's my manager. I don't talk. Yeah, to him. it's my
1: manager. I'm a right.
0: very important person. I've got a manager.
1: Oh, um, yeah, it's about you. Do
0: you have a hall pass? Do you ever have like been at, like a hall pass?
1: Sure. Yeah, Cheryl- no, I did. I know what those are and stuff like that, but I no. No, no. Like Cheryl, I, I could Cheryl, have a hall pass now, but I'm not in a thing, so there's no hall pass to have, right? So that's true. Yeah. So
0: Cheryl, Cheryl's.
1: I, I know all about that. Do you
0: know? Do you see? You and my wife are so close. Does Cheryl? Does my yeah. wife Cheryl have a hall pass that but, I don't know about? No, I don't
1: feel comfortable here. <laughs> this is the States. whole point. Oh, it is. Okay, I don't know.
0: That's not true. She looked away. I don't know. I'm a studier of body language. <sighs> Maria, you know my wife's hall pass. I
1: don't, actually. You will
0: give it I up don't. on this podcast no, before I won't. you leave the booth. I won't. The booth. I won't. Oh, Jesus. I don't have one.
1: You don't have one? No. Okay. Let's so go get, to another question.
0: I'm very much interested in talking about hall passes.
1: Does there any of these questions have anything to do with uh, other than sex? Um, are they all sex?
0: Well, mostly I like sex.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you have any Do you there, remember,
0: you're, you write amazing books. How many books yeah. have you written now?
1: Seven. Jesus. Seven. And, yeah.
0: and one, eight coming up. No, I don't, don't want to hear a yip out of out you. you. Yeah. I don't want to hear a yip out of you ever with big... Ever. But, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever will be in double the font. Not
1: even after I've gone and I'm in heaven. I still don't want to hear a yip out of you.
0: Which is why you need to write the book.
1: Okay. I'll think about it.
0: Um, do you remember, what's the worst review you've ever gotten? Well, you probably never got about her. Right no, now.
1: I did. Absolutely. When I was the anchor of the CBS Morning News, there was a big television critic called Tom Shales.
0: Yeah. Uh, hello.
1: Yeah. And he, like, eviscerated me. He's like, you know, like, look at her hair, look at her teeth, look at her cheekbones. I mean, he just, like, made a mess out of me in every way, shape, and form. So, I don't No really, way. Oh, yeah. No. Come on. Oh, yeah. Of course he did. You can look. I mean. Tom Shales? Tom Shales. He was brutal. He was really brutal. But who's, who remembers such things? <laughs> no.
0: Do you, um, you know, the whole thing of uh, people like, oh, I don't read reviews. You ever met people like that? Actors, actresses, journalists. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't read reviews. They make you feel like you're an idiot for reading them. Do you, have, you ever, have you ever come across that whole notion?
1: Yeah, but I don't believe it.
0: I don't, so, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See, this yeah. is why we're friends because we think exactly alike. Oh. It's complete hogwash. Yeah. Of course they read them.
1: And it hurts them. I
0: read reviews in the intermission Oh. Of the play I'm doing. Oh, that's
1: that's about the play. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's something you should repeat.
0: Um oh, this is easy. I know what you're gonna say. Funny, smart, or hot.
1: Pick one. About myself or something. About, about,
0: about your dream
1: person. Funny. Funny? Yeah. I would've gone, I thought you would have gone with smart. Funny first. Funny first. Funny first. Funny first. Wow. Yeah. Threw me key. a key. 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 Funny. Key. Key. Critical.
0: Do you have a phrase that you overuse? I don't think you do, by the way. I knew it pretty well. Phrase
1: I overuse.
0: Saying phrase? Yeah,
1: I don't think so. Like, what's
0: your version of that? I don't want to hear a yip out of you ever.
1: I don't have it. Maybe I'll just start using that one. It's
0: too late. It's too late. Your kids are yipping.
1: Yeah, they're yipping. I know your yeah, kids. They're, they're yippers. Yeah. Patrick told me last night when I came home, "Don't walk in here unless you go up and take a shower and take your airport clothes off." I was like, "I think that this is my house." <laughs> but
0: so amazing.
1: Uh, um, well, you—that's the whole lowdown.
0: That's the—that's lo- the. I mean, there's more, but I just—I just feel like you don't I, have
1: that. Like, who would you like to have dinner with from history? Oh, I've if got you, the
0: boring ones.
1: Oh, that's boring. A little bit. Oh.
0: I mean, how can I give you a couple boring ones? We got time. We got nothing but time here. What is your most treasured possession?
1: Oh, my letters from my kids. I
0: thought you were going to say the letters from your family.
1: No, from my kids. Your kids. From my kids to me.
0: Even over that insane, like, legal pad thing from JFK?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even close. That's- Not even close. Look, I
0: love your kids plenty. Yeah. But that JFK thing that's hanging in the living room is nuts.
1: Yeah, but it's like my kids, it's like they're talking to me.
0: How about the letter that- That Rose Kennedy wrote you about behaving, behaving, behaving better at the dentist. Yeah.
1: Yeah, talk about not wanting to hear a yip out of me. No it. kidding, yeah. my
0: dearest Maria, it has come to my attention that you were were sniveling after being at the dentist. We Kennedys do not was yeah. not. my also favorite thing about it is, and as you know, we are known for our teeth.
1: That's right. That's it's
0: unbelievable.
1: Yes, I put that there right above the toilet, so everybody when they flush will look at it and read it and think about their teeth and not having a yip out of them when they come out. So. It's my own way of saying we're not interested in yips here.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, – th- that is – the the letter is you went to the dentist. Yeah. Apparently cried. Right. Your mother must have mentioned it. Yes. To her mom, Rose Kennedy. Right. And you get a perfectly immaculate. Yes. Type, typed. Typed. Letter from Hyannis.
1: Yes. From my grandmother telling me that Kennedys don't cry – that uh, my uncle, who was president, never had a yip come out of him, and he had been as in you a know
0: war. he was in he was in poor health and never yes. complained,
1: never complained, and we don't complain. And by the way, we're known for having beautiful teeth. So, uh, and if you do complain, it will have an impact on your siblings. So, we don't want to do that anymore. Am I clear? Handwritten, though. Uh, I mean typed, typed by hand, signed typed and hand signed. Yes, as a child of Jesus. End of story. I got it. I got the memo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. We'll end with this one. What okay. is your What is your current state of mind? Awesome. I agree. Awesome. I've known you a long time now. Yeah. A long time. I don't think you've ever been in such like I, every, everything firing on all. Yeah, yeah, a good place. Yeah, a good place. Really, truly. Good
1: place in space.
0: Good place in space. Yeah. Offering great stuff to people. Enjoying your life. Yeah. Yeah, enjoying your independence. Yeah, Um, curious, on the move. Yeah, not tethered to the past in any way. I
1: wrote in my Sunday paper last week that I was sitting there and I looked around and I was like, "Wow, I'm actually really good. I'm okay. I'm good. My life is great." Who would have thought? Because it's had like everybody times when it wasn't so great, but I feel it's really great. I feel really blessed. Thank God, every day. You've
0: been great to to be here with us, and we love you. Thank you, Rob. You Bye, honey.
1: Letting me come on your podcast.
0: (laughs) Well, that was everything I thought it would be. It's too bad you guys can't be here to see how pretty she is. I'm always struck with, like, everybody knows how smart and, you know, like, substantive Maria is, but she's, like, a beautiful, hot woman. And the great thing is, she would like that I said that. Like, it's okay. It's all good. Um, Thanks for listening. Um, There's more fun to come with Literally with me on our next episode. Bye. You have been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe. Produced and engineered by me, Devin Torrey Bryant. Executive produced by Rob
1: Lowe for Low Profile. Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Stitcher. The supervising producer is Aaron Blair. Talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher.